0: Hi, Daily Crime listeners, this is Will Johnson. A quick programming note, we'll be taking a few days off for the long holiday weekend. No new episodes on Friday or Monday of Labor Day weekend. We'll be back with a brand new episode on Tuesday. Coming up.
1: And in that laptop, what they found was he actually had searched online uh, how long does it take to strangle someone.
0: For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. Ole Miss student Jimmy J. Lee was last seen alive on July 8th of this year. Missing Ole Miss student's car has been found, but the search is still on to find the student. On July 22nd, 22-year-old Sheldon Timothy Harrington Jr. was arrested and charged with his murder.
1: It all started with Jaylee missing. I think that everyone stayed pretty hopeful and optimistic until last Friday when they announced that he was murdered, that he would still be able to come home safe. It was just a 360 moment to be like, wow, we didn't think that he would be dead and we wouldn't think that someone that we knew and were close quarter- in close quarters with would be responsible for his murder.
0: I'm joined now by Brittany Moncris, ABC 24 reporter in Memphis. Brittany, thanks for being here with us. We appreciate it. Thank you. Brittany, before we get into what we know about what happened back in July with Jimmy J. Lee, let's talk a little bit about him. What do we know about him as a person?
1: So, yeah, so Jimmy J. Lee, um, his friends commonly call him... Jay Lee or just Jay, um, he was a student at Ole Miss and he had just graduated uh, this past spring of 2022 and he was in, still in the area of Oxford, Mississippi working on uh, an internship and um, he was going to be starting grad school in the fall. Um, his mother describes him as you know very outgoing, even friends on campus describe him as very outgoing, always um speaking up for people, advocating for various rights, Um, and he was just pretty much a a well-known guy. A lot of people told us on the campus of Ole Miss, particularly within the black community, it's very small, and so everyone pretty much knows one another in some kind of way, and Jimmy Lee was one of those people where everybody within that community knew him.
0: You mentioned his mother. She was actually one of the last people, if not the, the last person, to hear anything from him back in July, right?
1: Yeah, she was one of the last people actually when he disappeared on July 8th. That was her birthday. And so um, at the time, she was working overnight at uh, Walmart. And she said uh, she was um, actually on her way to work. And she received a text message from him that night uh, or that early morning, basically saying, you know, um, I believe he said happy birthday, but he sent her a message that night. Uh, She said she didn't respond until. Um, earlier that later in that morning, probably around seven or so, she said she responded with with an emoji to pretty much let him know that it's okay to give her a call because she said every time, every year on her birthday, he calls and he sings happy birthday to her. And so And so when he contacted her early that morning, it was, of course, late in the morning or early in the morning, I should say. And so she didn't respond until later that morning, but she smiled, uh, responded with a smiley emoji. And um, she was waiting for him to give her a call to sing me happy birthday like he usually does. And she didn't get a call from him.
0: And so then she eventually actually doesn't take long for her to reach out to police just to check up on him. Right.
1: Right, well, she actually went to Biloxi with her husband to celebrate her birthday. And um, she cut that short because she hadn't heard from him all day and knew that something was up. So she called um, the uh, police and they did a wellness check. And they saw that uh, Jay Lee was not at home, but his dog was at home. And she also reached out to a friend of Jay Lee to have that friend also go do a kind of a check on him. And he said the same thing. Jaylee wasn't there, but the dog was there, which she found unusual because she said her relationship with Jaylee, her son, they're very close. They talk at least five to six times a day is what she described. And um, she even mentioned how they share locations. She shares locations with her other um, children as well. Um, and in this particular instance, you know, she did not hear back from him. Um, the fact that his dog was there Um, And he wasn't, was also alarming to her because she said Jay Lee never goes anywhere without his dog. And so for the dog to be at home, um, that also was alarming to her. And so she cut her trip short and actually drove down to see what was going on.
0: It doesn't take all that long. It's a few weeks later, I believe, around the 22nd of July that an arrest is made. What do we know about the investigation, how police were able to catch up with the suspect?
1: So... Right now, um, well, a couple weeks after uh, Jimmy Lee went missing and he was reported missing, there were flyers that went around um, just all over. People posted on social media, you know, to to report him as missing and to get help in anyone who might have known or might have seen anything to help in finding him. And it just so happened that uh, a friend of uh, Jimmy Lee um, called into the tip line. For police, and told them that I had just talked to Jay Lee the morning that he disappeared. He was in the car, and the friend said that Jay Lee told him that he met someone on social media, that they had been hanging out, um, that he had just met up with that person, they hooked up. That's what how they described it, um, and then. Afterwards, he mentioned that they got into an argument. Now, he never said who the person was that he met online and met up with online. um, But we know that there was an argument. And then the friend reported that Jay Lee told him that he was going back to that person to meet back up with that person. And that was the last that we heard. So. A little bit fast forward during that time, you know, um, police had been looking at those uh, social media, trying to track down who this person might have been that uh, Jay Lee was um, in conversation with and had been meeting up with. And they identified that person as Sheldon Timothy Harrington, Jr.
0: Brittany, what do we know about Sheldon Timothy Harrington, Jr. at this point?
1: Not a whole lot. We do know that he was a student at Ole Miss as well and graduated. A lot of students, um, you know, when they found out about his arrest, they tell us that they were surprised, one... That it was somebody that they knew from campus. Um, But his mother also uh, took the stand during the bond hearing and she described, um, and I'm going to call him Timothy because a lot of people called him Timothy versus Sheldon, Timothy Harrington Jr. Um, But his mother described him as, you know, a very outgoing person. He was involved in his church, heavily involved, and the church is actually uh, part of his family. So he has family members who are pastors and deaconists and deacons. So he's very involved in the church, even to the point where. One of the church members um, spoke at the bond hearing, talked about how he helped him teach Sunday school. Um, We know that he was involved um, with organizations outside of school, mentoring programs, um, involved on campus. So he was actually a pretty well-rounded student himself. And so I think that also played into why a lot of students were surprised when they did learn about his arrest.
0: Investigators have some evidence we that's our understanding at this point uh, involving an Internet search and maybe a trip to a local store as well. Is that right?
1: On July 8th, the last time that and, and this is through looking at surveillance video, um, Oxford police, uh, some of the detectives on the force and one particular one particular detective, Detective uh, Baker, um, he during the bond hearing, he showed us surveillance video. So we got to see the last time that um, Jimmy Lee was spotted and he was leaving his apartment. This was like right before 6 a.m. maybe that morning. um, And he was leaving his apartment. Uh, What we know is that it was possibly going to meet back up with whoever this person was online, who was later identified as Timothy. Um, He was going back to meet up with that person. Now, on that surveillance video, we later see... Jimmy Lee's car drive off from his apartment complex. And then later on that morning, we see his car coming into um, an apartment complex on Malibar. Um, and we believe that's where Timothy's apartment was. Uh, but he's you can see a car that's coming through the entrance. And then maybe minutes later, you see someone running um, from that apartment complex through the same entrance. Now we're not, I'm not sure if there's other surveillance cameras around, but just that particular camera that they showed, showed Jimmy Lee's car coming in and then showed a person running down the street. Now we were told that that person did not run very long, um, but then went over to a nearby gas station. And when that person got, uh, went to the gas station, they flagged down another vehicle. And that person later got into that, that vehicle that was flagged down. Um, later on, uh, maybe just maybe less than 15 minutes later or so, um, police actually pulled over that vehicle for a traffic violation. And so when after, you know, looking for Jimmy Lee's whereabouts and looking at the last place his car was seen or where he was seen, um, they realized the person that they flagged down had got pulled over. So police were able to look at uh, body cam footage of that um, traffic stop and they saw that the passenger in that car was Timothy. And so that's how police were able to, you know, to come to the conclusion or um, be able to kind of piece together that Timothy was probably one of the last people or the last persons to see uh, Jimmy Lee. And um, we know that after uh, Jimmy, afterwards, Timothy did go to um, a store. He went to Walmart. Um, There is surveillance video and there's a, there's a picture of him actually buying duct tape, From the store. Um, And they also mentioned how he was kind of looking at some rolling garbage cans, but he never purchased any garbage cans. He only just purchased the duct tape. And later after he was arrested, um, when they did interrogation, the police were talking to him, we're interviewing him, I should say. Um, He did mention buying duct tape, but he said he was using it to um, for for boxes to move. Uh, that's what he used. And now we also know too, and police did tell us that Timothy also has a business and it's a moving business with a partner of his. And, um, or that day, later that day, we do know that in police mentioned that he did use the truck at some point when he was driving home to visit his family. Um, I believe they're in, they're from Grenada, uh, Mississippi, but when he was going to visit his family, he had that truck. Um, And that was pretty unusual to police because when police talked to his partner, his business partner, um, his business partner mentioned that they always tell each other when someone is going to use the truck. And uh, that particular day, they said that the partner didn't know that he had the truck. And also, when Timothy was arrested, uh, police were able to search his home and search his apartment. And in that apartment, they had uh, cadaver dogs that came out and their cadaver dogs hit Um, found hits in four different places in the apartment, three times uh, in the bedroom and one time in the living room. And so this kind of alerted uh, police and they know that uh, Timothy also had a Ford escape. And they also had those dogs search the Ford Escape, and they found hits in that car as well. They found hits in the uh, driver's seat as well as the back area of the the car. And they also saw pieces of blonde hair. And the last time Jimmy Lee was seen, he had blonde hair. Another thing is during this whole time, uh, detectives were able to get a hold of Timothy's laptop. He had a MacBook and in that laptop, what they found was he actually had searched online, um, how long does it take to strangle someone?
0: This is a case where, at this point, we don't have a body, but we have a suspect behind bars charged with murder. It's unusual. We don't always see that, but they they must feel like they have enough to uh, to charge him at this point.
1: Absolutely. And that's what makes this case so unique, is the fact that someone is charged with murder, but there's no body. And one thing during the bond hearing that investigators made sure to mention is that this investigation is very much still active and they don't have a body yet. They're still actively looking and searching for Jay Lee. And so that's what makes this case um particularly, you know, unique. And we don't often see this happen where someone is arrested for murder, but you there's there's nobody there's nobody there so um, that makes this particularly um, a different kind of case than what we normally see and and one thing that the uh, that Timothy's lawyers kind of stressed was this whole idea of trace evidence there's no physical evidence that had been found on Timothy no Physical evidence in the apartment, as far as like maybe an item of clothing or blood or anything like that, they had no physical evidence of things like this. And the uh, the other thing that they challenged um, the prosecutors on is this idea of using the the cadaver dogs because it wasn't Oxford police dogs that they used. They used an outside source dogs to search the apartment, search Timothy's car, and search Timothy's work truck, and so. Um, afterwards, you know, uh, Timothy's lawyers even asked them, did you all talk to the per- the people who um, trained these dogs? Do you know if they're search and rescue dogs? Do you know if they're drug dogs? Do you know if, and they didn't know exactly what those dogs were. So that's also put into question as to what exactly were the dogs looking for and what are these hits that they actually, you know, picked up on.
0: Brittany, so many moving parts to this investigation, a lot of information that you've been able to gather over the last few weeks and what's next then for for the suspect timothy harrington
1: well right now he is um in jail without bond um and we don't have uh the date of when his next court appearance is that has not been posted yet um so we're still waiting to find out um when that next when his next court appearance will be and of course we'll be right there when it when it happens um as of right now uh they are again he's being held in jail without bond, one of the questions came up was whether or not he was a flight risk. And what we learned is after Jimmy Lee was uh, went missing or had disappeared, um, we do know that Timothy took a trip to Miami uh, from July 12th to the 17th. And we also know uh, through detectives and searching his uh, MacBook that he's looked for international flights, flights from Dallas to Singapore, um, also uh, flights... Uh, we, they know he traveled out the country in the past. He's been to Colombia. He's been to Mexico. So the argument there was that he was a flight risk. And so right now he is being held in jail without without bail. Bond was denied.
0: All right. Brittany Moncris at ABC24 in Memphis. Thanks so much for taking the time to talk to us about this case. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to The Daily Crime. If you haven't already, check out the newest podcast from Vault Studios. It's called Intent, the Tex McIver case, available wherever you listen to podcasts. For The Daily Crime, I'm Will Johnson.